Hello, I'm Margo Rose, and uh, welcome to this uh, one of the first few podcasts of the brand new Body Aware Living. <laughs> and uh, we are here to learn practical ways to take care of our health during the best and worst of times. I've been a fitness trainer for over 20 years, specialized in injury reduction, and I've written a book called Body Aware Grieving, a fitness trainer's guide to caring for your health during sad times. And one of the women who has helped me so, so much overcome some of these um, very long-seated challenges I was having is with us today. Um, Debbie Boucher, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah. Has been a, a board-certified hypnotist and instructor for over 30 years. And she helps people uncover and release inner blocks and old traumas that are helping keep them from the life that they want to be living. And uh, it's an honor to have her here today. And I wanted to just say hello. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I, I've i had, uh, after our session, uh, that I pursued having sort of known you for quite a while in the community, and I knew that you were a hypnotist who'd had so much experience you also have this really sort of practical approach to healing and wellness. And I was very curious about that because here at Body Aware Living, we, we kind of want practical information we can use right away. And if hypnosis sort of has a reputation of being sort of woo-woo. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about sort of the science behind hypnotherapy and why it helps um, release old traumas potentially um, faster than some other modalities might? Wow, that's a great question. Thank you, Margo. And also, thank you for having me here today. I'm super excited to share all this. Yeah, hypnosis is fabulous. And I loved your word practicality. Because to me, and I'm a spiritual person also, and I really believe spirituality is practicality. If something doesn't have a place in my life that's going to work for me on a daily level, then how is it going to work for me on a bigger picture? So that's really important to me, spirituality being practicality. I want to have immediate access to something that's going to work, which is exactly what hypnosis does. And how it can help us with just daily practical living is that we have a conscious mind, which is what we're communicating from right now. And so this is going to be a little, little quick little um, quick little lecture on conscious subconscious mind, if I can. So our conscious mind is what we're talking with right now. It's the discerning mind. It's the analytical mind. It's going to tell us why things are the way they are, what we need to do to fix it. It's that yana, yana, yana that's always going on. It's the mind that we use in talk therapy when we talk about our problems over and over and why we think they're there, which is all great, but it doesn't mean it's true. Hypnosis brings us into the container of our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is all of our is where all of our life experiences are stored in memory, sight, sound, emotions, all of our habits and patterns are created and stored in the subconscious mind. And from the time we're born to about seven or 10 years of age, we don't have that buffer of the conscious mind, which is what we're dealing with right now. The conscious mind is deciding whether it's going to allow the ideas that I'm sharing today to come into the subconscious to become a part of who you are. If I were to tell everybody right now that's listening, if everybody went up onto the roof of your house right now and you jumped off, you'd be enlightened. The conscious mind would all say, she's a whack job. We're not going to take that suggestion because the conscious mind is what decides what suggestions we allow in. So where we get stuck, which is how you're helping your client with the body work, and I love the grieving part of the body work, is that trauma stays stuck in our body. 
it stays stuck in our body as emotional imprints and experiences. And our subconscious mind is like a computer. So we can be going through our whole life and these certain experiences could be dormant and we never even know that they're there. But then we come upon a new situation and our subconscious mind might go, wait a minute, we already have a program for this. We're gonna fail. We're gonna get scared. We're gonna get laughed at. Whatever that program might be, if there's already a similar imprint with a similar vibration of emotional energy on it, that's gonna be the program that our subconscious mind pulls up for us to react to and how we're gonna to respond to a situation. So using hypnosis on a daily level, I'm gonna cut it on quick, helps people to understand their own personal flow and how to move through life in a practical way. Yes, I mean, I, I when I was coming up with a title for this show, that's why I kind of said old memories, new mm. messages. Because we can't change our old memories. Those are things that happened in the past. But what I was right. wanting when I pursued time with you and communication with you is I wanted new messages. And that's why I was like old memories, new messages, creating healing habits. And there's there's two things that are important to mention right now. And I meant to bring them up. One is that um, the information we discussed today just is meant for general use. And anything we discuss, any suggestions and ideas are not meant to replace any any medical or psychological or um, personal care or healers that somebody might need to pursue. So this is mm -hmm. general use, and we want to make sure that people are just pursuing what other healing, whatever healing technique they want, whatever medical or health practitioners they need. This is an addition to that, and it's not meant to exactly. replace that. And I also wanted to just touch in for a second around the idea of um, what kind of healing modalities and tools are going to work for each person is very, very different. And yes. so what I like, we're discussing hypnotherapy today because you're a hypnotherapist. And I was like, I want to try hypnotherapy. And I know and care about and trust this woman because we've been in a, a similar community for so long that I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to pursue this. I don't actually have any experience with other hypnotists or other hypnotherapy. So I can't recommend personally hypnotherapy mm -hmm. in general I can say I had a great experience with Debbie who I knew and trusted and I'd, I'd heard good results from other people who I respected um, so when we talk about healing whatever healing modality other people want to experiment with is it's all the same it's that you're mm -hmm. stuck and you want to get less stuck and how exactly. people do that is really just a matter of trial and error and experimentation yeah. and so I just wanted to mention a little bit about both those things. Um, no, that's great because, you know, when you look at healing, what is healing? Healing is creating positive change, either in your space or the space of somebody else. And as a certified hypnotist, and I am board certified, I'm still not licensed. So I'm not a talk therapist. As a hypnotist, I don't treat, I don't diagnose, I don't prescribe. We help everyday people with everyday issues, which is huge. I mean, think about everyday issues that people don't want to go to pharmaceuticals for, stress anxiety, body issues, like you're saying, body wounds, like energy wounds that we're still holding in our body, which is why our body has pain sometimes that doctors say, there's no reason that you should have this pain. So let's explore what is our body trying to tell us. So that's the practical application of using hypnosis is that you can find out how is the past affecting you today? Let's let go of whatever the past is that you're still holding on to the energy of it. And like you said, Margot, we don't want to get rid of the memories because that's our life experience. If we get rid of the memory, we have to go back out and get the experience again. So that doesn't, you know, we don't need to do that. But we can release the impact. We can release 
the uncomfortable feelings that we might still be having every time we think about the experience. Because every time we think a thought, it creates a feeling in our body. But we get so used to thinking thoughts that create uncomfortable feelings that we start accepting that as a norm when it doesn't have to be. And that's what I love helping people discover. That, that is, I want to talk, I mean, we've talked about what, we, what we're not and what you don't do. And this is a perfect segue because I want to talk about what you are and what you do do. But <laughs> do people, I know I had a specific goal in mind when I contacted you. I was feeling really stuck in my business life and um, some goals that I've been working on for a really long time of the writing the book, Body Aware Grieving and starting a website, starting a podcast. A lot of that had been going much, much slower than I wanted. And I'd, I knew it was sort of rooted to some memories I want to get to a little bit later. But let me open that up and ask you, do most clients like I did have a specific goal in mind when they want to have a session? Because I heard in one of your interviews, for example, that you are very one of the things you're passionate about helping people with is is if they want to learn, uh, be assisted in quitting smoking. And then Mm -hmm. you mentioned this sort of personal story that your mom had been a smoker and passed away to lung disease. So one of the goals that people would come to you for is something like a health habit, like, um, like quitting smoking. Is, Mm -hmm. Is that common that they come to you for a specific goal? Yes. And usually we're the last resort that I tried everything else. I might as well try hypnosis to quit smoking, to get off of sugar, to start eating healthier, to have a better relationship with food, to have a better relationship with my body. So yes, most of the times people do come to me with a specific goal, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times they don't know what they need. So that's why I offer a free 15 minute consultation. Let's just talk on the phone to see if hypnosis would be in alignment with the change that you want to make. Because I don't work with everybody. There's people that I just am not qualified to work with, even though I've been doing this work for four decades. There's still people that I'm not qualified to work with because that's not my forte. So I do screen people. But let's have a talk. So a lot of times people will say, I don't really know what I want to experience. I just want to experience something. So then I'll guide them into their subconscious mind so they can just see what the power of being in their subconscious mind can do for them. So most of the time people have a very specific goal they want to accomplish, whether it's to stop a habit start a healthy habit, get over old pastime emotional pains. Other times they're just curious. And I, those are sometimes the real fun sessions. Oh, you're real curious? How curious do you want to be? <laughs> okay. Well, that's, you know, you, when you meant, what you mentioned right now that really sparked with me as super accurate is that people come to you often after they've tried a variety of other modalities, many of which might work very, very well. But by the time people are like, well, let's try this. Cause I'm not like a quote unquote woo woo person, but I was like, I really, I went, so my topic was around business and uh, I'd gone to some excellent, excellent business coaches for years. I've been, I've been, I've gone to seminars. I went to some really great personal coaches for business that were helping other people and very, very skillful. And I still felt that I was blocked. And I, I kind of wanted to mention what came out of our session for me. I, do you mind if I do that? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. I I'm a little shy because even though I've written this book, body aware grieving, clearly I've learned about, you know, people don't love grieving. Like they, you know, <laughs> you, you, it's sort of, Yay! <laughs> but no, I mean, people go through stuff and I had gone through a lot. I'd gone through a lot of losses and I 
sort of figured out some ways to get through them without having a lot of accidents and injuries and setbacks. And I wanted, I've been very, very devoted for over 20 years. I've been working on this for over 20 years. And I knew I was blocked in my own story. And that's part of why I came to you. And Mm -hmm. in talking with the coaches, I realized I knew that two things I I was stuck on had to do with my father, who is now deceased, and had to do with my sister, who's also deceased. And Mm -hmm. with my father, you know, I'm from a family of like sort of doctors and lawyers, and he was a dentist, and everyone's got at least a master's degree. And, (laughs) you know, and I was an entrepreneur. I was like, dad, I'm working on this book and I want to do these things. And he's like, well, well, where's, where's the money? He was sort Mm -hmm. of like pointing out my age and sort of pointing out where I was (laughs) professionally. And he was like, where, you know, you're like Peter Pan. You don't want to grow up. And I was like, Peter Pan, actually, I love Peter Pan. I thought that was a real, anyhow, he sort of threw me by that was supposed to be the worst case scenario, but but (laughs) I thought it was thrilling. That's exciting. But um, the point is he was worried about me and he felt I wasn't on the right track. And he, he was like, and, and I was like, I'm going to show him, you know, I'm going to make money at my project. And I was like, dad, I'm an entrepreneur. It might take me a little longer. You're in the professions. <laughs> you, you need to earn every day and every week and every year. And it's, you're going to have what you need financially. I was like, as an entrepreneur, you can start late or you can start from left field and you can hit it really big and you can do well for yourself. So even though I'm sort of behind age wise, perhaps by your estimation financially, I really had this thing like, I want to show him, I'm going to show him. And that was one of my business motivations. And and, um, when I was 40, my dad, who was super, super healthy, uh, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. And he went from being like the super healthy, healthy 70 year old man to to passing away in a really Mm. short period of time. And that was uh, like 16 years ago. So for the past 16 years, part of my motivation still was like, I'm going to show him. And it was, it was depressing. It was discouraging. Like I can't show him. He died. Right. Right. I I was like, why am I not enthused? Because I have all this useful information and I want to help people. And part of why I wasn't enthused is that this really gut motivation, um, this, this feeling of helplessness, it, it, my goal is not attainable. It wasn't motivating in a positive way because it, like, it was like waking up every morning discouraged because what I was trying to accomplish, my, my conscious mind and I guess my body and subconscious knew this is an unachievable goal. Why put any energy into it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when you lose was, the motivational force, there's no carrot to keep moving towards. Yeah. Right. So. That was, that was one story and I would get to the second mm-hmm. one, but part of what happened in your session, and it was very much, you, you sort of helped me, um, you get, you get the person really relaxed and then you help cr- guide through this process of, it was kind of like deleting old files from a computer. It was like when you have your spam folder and your trash folder and you have all these emails you haven't read and, and, and you you can't function, you're all clogged and confused and you can't get to the information you really need because there's all this old stuck information that you're even scared to look at perhaps. Mm -hmm. And without the fear and the anything, your process was, can you, can you 
is it meant to be sort of like deleting files from a computer? Because it totally- that's a great image. I, I'm thinking I'm going to use that in another session. That's a great <laughs> imagery. I like. I'm, I'm taking that. I'm going to say um, part of my past from the time I was like a, a you know young kid, kindergarten up through college. I was a dance major, so I was a modern dancer, and you know master classes with Martha Graham Company and all that. And Ooh. Martha Graham once said, "Never show me a movement I can't steal." So I take that, oh, never show me a technique for one thing that I can't use for something else. So I'm going to take that. I love that that imagery of tra- of deleting files. It's very much like that, especially, you know, I just said our, our subconscious mind is like a computer. Everything that goes into our subconscious mind stays there until we think to clean it out. Sometimes it stays there dormant. Sometimes it gets activated. So, yeah, deleting files, spam files, all these clogs, that's a great imagery. And that's very much what it's like when you go into your subconscious mind and I believe a picture is worth a thousand words. So picture time, here's a glass of water. Okay. If I were to put my hand into the water, the water is going to come out because my hand is going in. That's what it's like when we go into hypnosis. We don't go out anywhere. People say, I went out, I went under. No, you went into your body. <laughs> so you go into your body just by coming into your body, stress and tension automatically starts releasing. So one hour of being in hypnosis is equivalent to four to eight hours of sleep at night because your mind and your body are relaxing together. And that's why you are able to just let stuff start deleting or start letting stuff go because you had your mind and your body relaxed together so your whole nervous system could just flush. A lot of times people go towards you know, food or wine or cannabis, something to get themselves relaxed and their body might be relaxed but their mind is still going or their mind will be completely relaxed, but their body's still tense. So hypnosis is a way without using a substance of getting your mind and your body relaxed together. And it's powerful. It's a natural state of mind that we go into all the time that we've been accessing from the time we were born, maybe even in mom's womb. I don't know, but it's, it's just part of who we are. And well, yeah, it's super top powerful. It, it really was like, it just, I didn't know what to expect. And, and, And just to let listeners know, I mean, I came to this session really prepared for change, having done a lot of my own willingness to make this change. And afterwards, you know, Debbie sent me a copy of my own recording. She recorded the session and I've listened to it over and over and over as she instructed. And each time I got more and more of these things that were stuck sort of out of my body and new things that I wanted to release would come up. And, and I, I really worked hard both before and after mm-hmm. the session. It's not like some little sprinkle of magic dust that this one, one session of any modality is likely to do, but it came much more easily after our session. This, I knew this, I'll show him, I'll show him. And immediately just was sort of this freshness of like, huh, who do I want to be seen by? Mm. That was the new motivation that just came to me so fresh. Wow, a and new easy. level of visibility. I love it. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not gonna show him. That's gone. <laughs> it's right? not possible. And it wasn't I wasn't getting there. I wasn't running faster <laughs> to get somewhere and I couldn't go. But but wow. who do I want to be seen by? It was such a fresh question. And it mm-hmm. was so kind of like lovely. And and I have so much influence over that. I'm like, oh, I can wake up every day and I want to help caring for the caregivers. That's one of my huge passions. That's so powerful. I was like, who do I want to be seen by? Oh, I want to go do this and I want to help them. And I it just it just felt a million times different. And I love that. Thank you. You, you really, really helped with that a lot. And the, the second story, I guess it's sort of a little part of my therapy to mention it or not therapy, but a little part of um, personal growth. Me. 
it's part of my personal growth. It's something I almost never talk about. And it's sort of a trigger warning here. Um, the, it, the topic will um, sort of touch on this idea of, of um, suicide. So if people are triggered by that, I just want to give you a little heads up that this story involves that topic. And the second message that was really, really so strong in my body and so um <clears throat> It was so tied up with how I felt about money and how I felt about my career and everything was just all tied up in the saddest moment of my life. The single saddest moment of my life, I think, to date and hopefully forever is when um, after my father died. Um, <clears throat> so he died. We weren't expecting it. He'd always been so healthy. He's a dentist. So you think, oh, you know, me and my sister were like, oh, we're the children of dentists. You know, we grew up sort of middle class with this sense that like, if you're sick or you can't work, someone's going to help, you know, this person can help you. You're going to get help. There's a, there's a safety net that you just kind of, we, we, we just, my sister and I grew up like that, you know, right. with the feeling of that. And so when my dad died, it was made extra, extra complicated because, um, you know, my stepmother, uh, like four days after my dad was buried, my stepmother said to me, your father died without a will and everything he has is mine. So she made sure that even though he had three children from a previous marriage, that all the money went to her and, and, and the child that they, they raised. So my sister and I, I okay, <laughs> all right. it'll be many, many podcasts on the topic of grief and mixed emotions. So when you have grief and rage, <laughs> it makes everything really, really complicated. Um, but that's what happened. So the story was, my little sister uh, got sick immediately after my dad died. She just was having all these physical symptoms. We couldn't figure out what was wrong. She was having pain. She, we couldn't figure out what was wrong. There was grief. There was shock. There was rage at, you know, that this had sort of all gone down. And, and, and then there was also this new awareness of like, I don't have a safety, like, oh my God, like, mm. She was sick. She couldn't work. She was on disability. She was having money troubles. She was living in an apartment that um, was what she could afford, but it was, it was on top of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. It was, she couldn't open the windows because it smelled like the food grilling and she couldn't, you know, it was noisy and she was, she was sick. She was depressed. She was grieving. And um, so I remember when I was trying to talk to Shelly as she was sinking into all of these things combined. And I was just trying to, um, I was sort of begging her cause she was getting really bad emotionally and physically. And I was like begging her to kind of believe in me that I was going to, you know, Shelly, I'm writing this book and I'm starting this business and, and I I'll help you. I, we just need time. We just need to have a healing place. You'll, you'll figure it out. You know, we need a place for you to have some quiet and some peace and, and we need, we need a place. I, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you, Shelly. Just, I, I know I can't help you financially right this second, but I, 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 you know, please believe in me. I definitely will. And I'll be able to, at some point, help create a healing environment. And you'll have the time you need to just untangle all the different things that are a problem right now, mentally, emotionally, physically, logistically, because mm -hmm. logistically her disability was running out and she wasn't getting on any from her job. And all these details are specific, but situations like this happen to people. Yeah. And yeah. the the saddest memory was that conversation where I was sort of 
I was, I was begging her to believe in me. She knew I wanted to help her, but she didn't believe I could. She didn't believe, I couldn't get a spark of hope. I couldn't get a glimmer of hope that I was gonna be able to help her. Um, and it was, you know, uh, about a month later, my knock on my door, my brother and <clears throat> my brother and sister-in-law are at my door unannounced. And, you know, they come in to tell me that my sister had, had taken her own life that day. Mm. And um, I'm so sorry. Thank you. It just, I was not surprised at all, mm -hmm. at all. The, the day I lost her, I was, tell, I was trying to figure out how to tell the story without crying, and I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. I was it's practicing real. this morning. It's okay. Like, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> I went for a walk at sunrise, and I was trying to practice telling the story without crying, and I was like, I'll probably cry every day. Of, every time I tell this story, I'll probably die. Every time I think of it, I mean, I'll mm -hmm. probably cry. I might cry yeah. every time I think of this the rest of my life. But And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, the day I lost her was that day I couldn't get that glimmer of hope. Like yep. that was the day I knew it was kind of likely over. Yeah. So, yeah. so look at me right now, even after all the sessions, I'm just so sad. I just, but that's because, so right. Because, and I think here's the mis misperception that a lot of people have is that the grief is supposed to stop at some point. And when you have such a strong love connection, and I hope you don't edit this part out because this is really important for your people to see. But when you have, you're not going to, I'm not going to edit this. If you edit this, I'm going to, no, but this is such an important thing for your people to see, Margo, is that you help people move through pain, trauma, grief while staying real that, and it does not that it ever really goes away because it's very fresh right here, but that you have steps to help people not stay yeah. stuck like now you're crying but you can also it's going to be a faster cry than it was maybe a week ago or a year ago i don't know how what the timeline is it's shorter than this morning <laughs> and that's but that's the process too so so yeah, yeah so and i think and i i'm i don't want to say i'm glad that you're crying but i think it's it's so real and raw that you're saying and how many years has it been well, that's the next thing. I mean, she died. Let's see. She died a few days after her <clears throat> after her own 40th birthday because she's she was my little sister a couple years. So ago. that's been how many years? It's been since 2008. So it's been all okay. like, it's been over 10 years. And I was OK. So I right was ready there. to not be held back by this moment. Anymore. And it doesn't mean you're being held back at all. I don't think tears mean that we're being held back. But you're just again, it's another layer that's coming out yeah. as you're telling your story. And there's also a why would I not want to cry for my sister who I miss and love so much? It's almost like, well, if I don't cry, do I not miss her anymore? I, I just think tears are fine. And I don't think it's a mixed message either with what you're working with your clients on. I don't think it's a mixed message at all. Because <laughs> when we go into our body, stuff is going to come out. Yeah. And that's just part of the process. Having a body, having life on earth, it gets messy sometimes. And we're so conditioned to avoid the mess. We're so conditioned to wrap it up with a bow in therapy and everything's going to be fine that if it's not wrapped up and we have tears, then somehow we're, we've been programmed to think, well, it didn't work. When no, this is still a process and everybody's process is different. So well, thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> well, you're incredibly, incredibly sweet. And, and um, God, I wanted, I was hoping our interview would be about half hour and I, I, I know that's coming up faster than I was expecting, but the, the, the part that relates to what I learned to, I just, 
felt that it was easier to do something different. So the, the first message with my father was I'll show him. And it was replaced with who do I want to be seen by, which just felt better. And mm-hmm. the message that was just making everything so heavy and sad when I tried to think about my job and my work and my goals was like, I need to save my little sister. I need mm-hmm. to save my little sister. And, you know, <laughs> that's gone. So it, sucks that, to be, it sucks to be the savior who can't save. Well, Margo, even goal... Jesus, even Jesus couldn't <laughs> heal everybody. Well, and it... I'm an ordained minister and I'm telling you this, even Jesus couldn't heal everybody. Well, so I mean, that's, that's, that's what happened after this. Like, instead of saying, instead of trying to wake up each day and thinking I need to save my little sister, which was again, demotivating and not possible. I, I woke up after our session, the last next couple of days after our sessions and by listening to the recording over and over. And I was like, huh, who do I want to help? Again, not like that similar kind of question, like, oh, I don't need to save anybody, mm-hmm. but I could help people. And, yeah. you know, oh, helping people and people who are alive, ideally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, let's try that. <laughs> See if that gets me through my to do list of, you know, do this for the website. Live people security. only apply, please. <laughs> Let me stick to something that's accomplishable and see if that feels a little more uplifting. So um, I guess I sort of went in a little deep on some of that. And I wanted to leave time for other things in this interview. And I know we're coming up on about the right time. But I I just want to thank you. None of this happened all at once. Again, I but when you say that you help people release shame and trauma. And what did you say? You said you help uncover and release inner blocks and old traumas that prevent people living the life they want to lead. Yeah. Check mark. <laughs> I mean, I really, <laughs> I invited you here today because I really, um, I really had that experience and I hope other people have that experience with whatever modality of healing and whatever personal healer they've, they've checked out, they trust yeah. and they want to go to, but I we're here with you. And I just also wanted to leave it open. What, what can people do if they want to stay in touch with you? And, and before I had a session with you, you had this like free recording. It was some, what, what did you call it? It was something about hypno motivation. I listened to your little free recording and I was up cleaning the windows of my house See? after your, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so it, it got me that feeling. It's not something scary. It's not like I'm going to be brocking like a chicken and running around the house, you know, like whatever people think hypnotherapy is. Yeah, but that recording yeah. really got me trusting that I can influence my own well-being in this in this kind of different way. Um, and that's that's so important right there. I learned how to influence myself in a whole new way because it really what it boils down to, Margot, is it boils down to what we think. And people come to me within a hypnosis session to let go, just and then to start bringing in those new thoughts and feelings that they want to be experiencing. Because every time an idea is accepted into our subconscious mind, especially with repetition and energizing, compounding those suggestions, it has to come true. That's what makes hypnosis such a powerful modality for change is that when you're willing to accept the suggestions that you're already telling me you want to be hearing, whatever it is that people are, you know, because they tell me what they want to be experienced. I don't tell them how they want to be feeling. I work on what I call is client-orientated therapy. Nobody knows you better than yourself. So if I gave you suggestions, do this and you're going to feel great because it's stuff that I do that feels great, it may not work for you. So you're the one that told me, and I don't even remember what it was right now, but you told me how you want to be thinking and feeling, and I just fed that back to you. Yeah. Because when people come to me in a hypnosis session, 
all it is, Mago, is that they haven't learned to be their own authority figure yet. All yes. it is is that their subconscious mind hasn't learned to listen to them yet. It just listens to all the stuff that we let in. So I'm just acting as your outer voice for a while. So when people come to see me, they start getting and they start learning about how to start harnessing their own thoughts. That's when they start realizing, wow, the change is really all inside themselves. It's themselves, they, yeah. Right. They come to me because they know I have my magic wand. <laughs> and all I do is I just help them go inside their own container and then they go on their own exploration. But they're the ones doing everything. They're the ones with the power. And that's what I love is watching people get so turned on to their own power again. And that's what happens in a session. Well, I, I wish we had more than just five more minutes. We might have to get together for another conversation. But just sure. the, and, and everything you're saying about uh, really falls in line with this whole body aware. Like your own Completely. senses are going to have the best information that's actually true for you. And that's kind of my philosophy as well. But the, the feeling I had of having made these changes was like um, things that were made of metal that had been tied around my ankles were released mm-hmm. and that I could like float up to the surface of the water and start swimming. Wow. It felt like these heavy, heavy things that were pulling me down were just they, they just dropped off. They, I let, they wanted to go down. I let them go down, but don't take me with you. Right. And I sort of floated to the top and felt like I could sort of swim and be energetic and look at the, you know, that. like I could swim with en- my body's alive. I can go swimming. I can go <laughs> somewhere. I can breathe the air and I'm near the surface of the sky. I'm not pulled down by this anymore. Right. So, and you so, also, you were willing, cause you said earlier, you were so committed to creating change. Was, and that's I what I want to say also is that, People who want to, you know, they come to me to quit smoking. If they don't really want to quit, there's nothing I can say when they're in trance, out of trance, that's going to have them stop smoking. Because if you don't like an idea, like let's say you came to me because you want, you don't smoke, but let's say you did, but you really didn't want to quit, but you just knew you should. So I could say all the most fantastic things to you when you're in hypnosis, but your subconscious mind is going to reject them because the don't you, the desire to change really isn't there. And that's another safety clause with hypnosis is that I have no power to make anybody do something they don't want to do. I don't have any power to make them stay hypnotized if they don't want to stay there because they are always in control. It's that Hollywood hype on hypnosis that thinks, oh, you know, we're going to say something, we're going to walk around like zombies or a bell's going to ring and I'm going to go smack somebody in the face. That is not what hypnosis is. You never go against your own moral codes and ethics. But when you allow yourself to be guided by a facilitator, which is what I am, who I am, then you're able to go uncover things that maybe you didn't think to go look for before. So I just help you shine a light on things. Maybe you should go look over there. <laughs> okay, so so bringing it in for another minute or two only, please let us know um, if somebody's interested in staying in touch with you and maybe hearing one or two free recordings. You also have some stuff for free on YouTube. If someone doesn't want or need a session, they can yep. so let us know how to stay in touch with you. And then we'll have to start up for a whole new conversation because I know we can. Okay, have me back. There's a lot more I can talk about. So my website is my name, Debbie Boucher, and I'll spell it out D E B I b o u s h e y. So Debbie Boucher Hypnosis.com is my website. There's a place to get a free recording, which right now um, for the autumn season, which is a season of letting go, I have my forgiveness exercise recording for free. That um, is an excellent exercise if you're holding resentments towards other people or anything. It's a great time to let that stuff go so you don't carry it into the new year. So DebbieBoucherHypnosis.com. And 
there's a link to go directly to my YouTube station up there where they have you know a bunch of free videos that people can start listening to and watching. If you're a smoker, I got some free quit smoking videos up there. Um, yeah, that's the best way. And then you can email me and all that directly from my website, debbieboucherhypnosis.com. <laughs> Debbie, thank you very much. And I will put um, links to that in uh, in our show notes and try to help people kind of find you. And if they don't find you, I hope they find whoever else is inspiring to them so that you just don't have to feel um, stuck. There's there's exactly. no matter what. you're. Oh, and I do want to mention around the topic of suicide just to quickly end. Um, there's a great organization, uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, AFSP.org. If the topic is important to you, AFSP.org, they've got a section on their website that says get help. There's categories, thoughts of suicide, survived attempt, someone who's lost somebody, someone who's worried about somebody, how to find treatment and how to find a support group. So I know we've mm. talked about some heavy things um, this discussion, and I want to leave people um, knowing that they can find help there and other places, no matter how upset they are. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Debbie. This is um, thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, Margaret Rose, Body Aware Living, and look forward to our next time being together. Take care. Bye bye.